If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you want to be able to have natural conversations with British people. Today, I'm here to help you with that. All right, mate, and welcome to the Brit Speak Pod, the podcast designed to help you understand British life, British culture, and of course, British English. So let's get cracking. Hey up, mate. How's it going today? I'm not too bad. Thanks for asking and welcome to episode 22 of the Brit Speak pod where today we're going to be talking all about conversational British English phrases that you can use to sound more natural in your daily life. But before we get into all that good stuff, if you're new around here, nice to meet you. My name is Dan. Do me a favour and please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. I'd appreciate that. And if you're not new around here, welcome back, mate. It's nice to see you again. I hope you had a good week. So today then, we're talking all about conversational expressions that are really common in the UK. Now, like always, not all of these expressions are going to be used by every single person in the UK, but the expressions I've picked out for you today are so common that if you speak with British people every day, you're likely to hear all of these expressions. So you're trying to become, I don't know, more expressive. You want to fit in a bit more with British people, or you just want to sound a little bit more natural when you're having a conversation, get a pen and paper, write these down, and try them out next time you're talking to a British person. So without further ado, let's just jump into the first expression. Now, when I meet people, and I meet a lot of people in this line of work, the question that most people ask me first is, how are you? I mean, that's not wrong, is it? Like, that does the job. There's nothing wrong with saying that, but as a native speaker, I don't really say that very much. And I don't hear it that much from British people. We've got loads of ways of doing it. But I think probably the one that's used the most is the word all right. You know, all right, as in, are you all right, is a great way to ask somebody how they're doing. You all right, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm all right. All right. All right. You know, you don't even have to say a sentence. It can just be one word and the response is also the same word. That's pretty efficient, if you ask me, in terms of how are you? Yes, I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? We can replace it with all right. Yeah, all right. Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I like that. So next time you're talking with a British person, skip how are you and go straight for all right. And I'm sure they'll appreciate the kind of effort that you're putting in to sound more natural. So that's the first one. Now, next is usually you want to ask somebody how they have been since you last saw them. You know, maybe you've not seen them for a month and some stuff has happened in that month. You know, <laughs> you know, time doesn't stop in between meetings. So probably some stuff's gone off between last time and now. So we like to have a bit of a catch up with people and find out what's new since I last spoke to you. And the way I like to say this is, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? What you been up to? You know, this kind of confuses a lot of people. Like, up to? What? Huh? What? It just basically means, since last time, what changed? You know, what have you done since the last time I saw you? What have you been up to, mate? Ah, you know, not much. No special. You <laughs> know? Being British, we usually don't have much of a good answer for this. You could have had an amazing month, you know. Could have been like swimming, 
with sharks and skydiving and that. I'm like, oh, what have you been up to? Ah, you know, same old, same old. <laughs> That's a good expression. It's not in my script, but same old, same old is a good response to the question, what have you been up to? Especially when you've not really done anything different. Same old, same old just kind of means same as always, you know, work and sleep and, you know, watch TV or whatever it is that you usually do in your life, you know. So that's good. Um, so, so far we've got, all right, and what have you been up to? Now, you probably know this about British people. When we get together for a bit of a chat, it often is accompanied by a cup of tea. Of course it is. We're British. It basically is in our DNA, isn't it? But what you might not know is that a cup of tea has got different names in the UK. Now, some people will call it a cuppa. A cuppa, as in it's short for a cup of tea. A cuppa. And that's kind of more common in the south of the UK. And in the north of the UK, we call it a brew. You know, uh, a brew as in a cup of coffee, because you have to, uh, sorry, a cup of tea even, because you have to put the tea bag in and you have to wait a little bit while it brews, you know, so we call it a brew. Now, if you're trying to offer someone a cup of tea, let's say they come to visit your house and you offer them a cup of tea, you could say, would you like a cup of tea? I mean, they're going to understand, right? But that's not how we do it in the UK. What we say is, hey, fancy a cuppa or fancy a brew. Fancy meaning like, like I would like. Fancy, fancy's got a couple of meanings, but one of them is to want something. So basically I'm saying, fancy a brew. Do you want a brew? Do you fancy a brew? Fancy a cuppa? So that's probably the most natural way that we'll offer a cup of tea. And of course the answer is, oh yeah, I'd love one. Oh yeah, I'd love one. <laughs> Even if you don't want one, I'm pretty sure it's the law that you have to respond that way. You know, cool. So anyway, at this point, you've probably got your cup of tea, you've got your brew, you're in a bit of a chat, you're in a bit of a chin wag. And sometimes somebody will say something that you disagree with, you know, and it's like, we don't generally want to just say, oi, I disagree with what you're saying. It's a bit direct, isn't it? British people, we don't like to be so direct when we're talking to people. We like to be a bit indirect and that's maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. That's up for you to decide. But one thing that we'll say when we don't really believe someone or we disagree with what they're saying, we'll say to them, what are you on about? You know, <laughs> what are you on about? It's another way of saying like, I do not trust the words that you're saying, my friend. I do not follow. I do not agree. What are you on about? <laughs> it's another way of saying like, come on, mate, think it through. Try again. What are you on about? So... Yeah, on, as in talking about. What are you talking about? What are you on about? And that's a really common expression that you'll hear. Maybe you're joking, like, oh, well, you know, I'm thinking about splitting up with my boyfriend. What are you on about? He's a lovely bloke. Or, I don't know, I don't think Man City are going to win league this year. What are you on about, mate? Arlen's amazing. You know, whatever it is. Kind of friendly disagreement with what somebody's saying, so... Next time somebody says something and you disagree, but you don't fancy fighting with them, ask them, what are you on about, mate? Like that. Now, British people, like I said, we're pretty indirect, yeah? We don't like to be direct with people and we don't like to be absolute in our answers. We like a little bit of wriggle room. We need a bit of ambiguity. 
when we're speaking. We don't like to be exact because in case we're wrong, then, you know, it's a, everything goes tits up. So we've got a couple of expressions where we kind of answer a question, but we don't directly say exactly what we mean. Now, the first one I want to show you is the word, it's not even a word, it's a suffix. It goes at the end of a word. And we just put ish. Ish. I-S-H. Ish. And basically this use, is used to mean like about, roughly, around. Like, oh, what time did you get to, to town yesterday? Mm, six-ish. About six. Six-ish. Were your new car expensive? Yeah. Uh, ish. <laughs> it weren't expensive. Close to expensive, you know. So ish is a really good one where we, we're not being exactly accurate. Another thing you could say is, yeah, more or less. More or less. Roughly. More or less. So, did you get to work on time yesterday? Ah, you know, more or less. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> no. Uh, and same thing, give or take. You know, give or take. How long does, how long does it last? Ah, it lasts about an hour, give or take. So, these are all expressions that we use when we're trying to not be exact because we don't always exactly communicate what we want to say. We're just giving you a ballpark answer. So ish, more or less, and give or take. Good stuff. Another expression that you're quite likely to hear if you're having a chat with a British person is the expression, nice one. Nice one. And this is used in a couple of different ways. The most common way is to say like, oh, that's good. You know, that's, that's a good thing that you just said. So maybe your mate says, oh, I just, I don't know, got a promotion at work. And you're like, oh, nice one, mate. That's really good. Nice one. But it can also be used to say like, I understand. Like we're meeting tomorrow at the train station at three o'clock, yeah? Oh, right, nice one. Yeah, I got it. I know what's going on. And we also use it sarcastically as well. Like if your mate's coming back from the bar and he drops his pint, <laughs> nice one, mate. Good job. <laughs> you know, while he's proper fuming because he's just dropped his beer. So nice one. It's really good. Um, just to kind of say like, good, I got it. I understand. That's good. All good. Nice one. Now, at this point, we're probably going to have a conversation. When we get into end that conversation, it's time to wrap things up. It's time to to get on our merry way, you know, we, we need to end the conversation. There's a few ways that we do this as British people, right? Now, one that I often say to someone, and I don't know how common this is, but sorry, mate, I've got a chip. I've got to chip. It's like saying, I've got to run. I've got to dash. Like, time's up. Time's up, mate. I've got to go. You know, <laughs> so sorry, mate, I've got a chip. I've got to chip. Like that. That's a, a good way. Uh, another thing will be like, we often do this, is we look at our watch and be like, is that the time? Wow, sorry, mate. <laughs> I know exactly what time it is. I just want to finish the conversation, you know, but we'll say, is that the time? Yes, Dan, that's the time. The concept of time hasn't stopped during this conversation, you know. But we'll say, is that the time? And then we'll just end the conversation there and then. Uh, another one that we often do is like, we'll slap our leg right and then <laughs> that's British language for, that's the end of this conversation. I've got to go. So, right then. And then you stand up and you leave. <laughs> I don't know why we do that. Um, but yeah, it's really common to use those expressions. 
And I've got one more expression for you today, but before we get into that last expression, just want to remind you all that my British slang guide is available for free. You can download it using the link in the bio, or you can go to britspeak.co forward slash British dash slang dash guide and download it. It's got loads of British slang in there and yeah, it's worth having. So if you are struggling a bit with British slang and casual British expressions, download it now. Anyway, the last one I've got for you today then is a very versatile word and it's the word cheers. Now cheers, you probably know from when you're in pub and everybody's got the beer and they touch the beer glasses together and they're like, cheers, yay. And yeah, we do say that. We do do that. You know, cheers is, that's what it means. But that kind of means that everywhere. It means that in Australia and it means that in Canada and America or whatever. It means that everywhere, yeah? In the UK, cheers has got a couple of other uses. The first one is that cheers often means thank you in the UK. Like cheers, mate, kind of means, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, cheers for helping me last week, mate. Ah, no worries, brother. You're all right. Uh, and cheers can also be like, randomly used for like goodbye like, all right mate cheers i'll see you in a bit <laughs> you know? so cheer it means thank you and it means goodbye and it shouldn't really mean both of those things but we do use it in both of those ways so yeah cheers really natural expression so next time you want to say thank you or next time you want to say goodbye try just saying cheers cheers mate and i'm sure whoever you say it to will be filled with joy because you're trying your best to sound natural when speaking to them. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you don't need to use these expressions if you don't want to. I'm not forcing you to use them. But these expressions are really common in the UK and you probably hear them all the time if you speak to British people. So understanding them is really important. But, you know, there comes a point when we're talking to people where we want to kind of fit in and be part of the group and sound natural. And these kind of expressions, if you can kind of just add them to your daily repertoire, you know, add them to your database or expressions. And every now and then, you don't have to use them every single time. You don't have to try it that hard. But every now and then, pop one of these expressions into your conversation. You're going to sound cool. And the other person's going to be like, oh, that's nice. You're trying to, you're really trying to, you know, go the extra mile and incorporate British English into your conversations. That's really cool. So, yeah, I'd love to know what you think about that. Like, if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer today's question which is what is your most used British expression? Same on YouTube. If you listen on YouTube, you can comment down below. If not, you know, you can send me an email, send me a message on Instagram, whatever. I'd love to know what is your most used British expression? I think for me, probably any of these on the list were probably all right. Or what have you been up to? I use those ones a lot. But you know, it's not an exhaustive list. Probably I'll make another episode like this at some point in the future. But for now, that's all I've got for you today. So on that note, have a wicked week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Go to britspeak.co forward slash britspeakpod. You'll never miss an episode. But that's it for this one. And I'll catch you in the next one. See you